0: Well, happy Halloween, HooperCast
1: listeners.
0: (laughs) I'm here to present to you a very special Halloween edition of the HooperCast
1: Movie Hour.
0: It's Halloween. Happy Halloween, everybody. It's Connor. It's October 31st. I hope you are having a good Halloween. I hope you had a great Halloween. I wanted to bring on Michael Grayson, dear friend of the show, uh, talk about a bunch of Halloween properties. So we're going to kind of venture in and out and in and out and all the way in and out of a bunch of different uh, movies. We're going to talk about cooking, cooking, cooking is great. So if you like to hear a couple guys talk about smoking meat, <laughs> you've got it. So, without further ado, please enjoy this episode of the Hoopercast with Mr. Michael Grayson. <laughs> good to see you good to see you buddy
1: cheers what are you drinking green tea right now there you go i'll I'll just be drinking ice water then
0: (laughs) my uh normally i'm uh i've got leftover coffee that i'll i'll microwave (laughs) and drink before the show michael i wanted to briefly touch over a few things i've seen recently that one of which we talked about so i'll I'll work my way to that one, and then we'll just springboard
1: out out from there. Okay, because I got a lot to talk about. Yeah,
0: you're always cooking.
1: We're uh, always cooking,
0: and I've been cooking more. Yeah, uh, but i i did a I did a, a big no no today. Um, what did you do? So I got some drumsticks at Costco, and okay. i I didn't put them in the freezer because i was like on Saturday, so now it's Tuesday night, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna cook these. Soon, I got to cook them probably both batches tomorrow, but because they've I didn't put them in like a tub or a bag, so they just bled Ooh, all over in my fridge, all
1: over the fridge. My wife was pissed. Yeah, I believe it. My
0: wife is sick, and she <sighs> was just like, "What? We had to pull everything out." So I went. I had to go get a Waffle House um, <laughs> to, as an apology. But I've been cooking a lot. And like, I've been like sending you and other friends of mine, like pictures of yeah. me, like guys, look, I see what you're doing. I'm doing the thing. No, doing I it. love it. I it's love good. It. We had some, we had some pork tonight that I, that I made and it was, it, was, it, it tasted okay. You know, so. what did you
1: do? Ribs or shoulder? It or was a loin. Pork, pork yeah. loin. All right. So this time I
0: put sweet baby rays on it. I put barbecue sauce on it. There you go, in, baby. For the oven. And so that made it better. I just checked it and I took it out uh, earlier. So they would stay would, a little would, more tender.
1: Did you throw it in the oven raw? Yeah,
0: I had it in there raw. Um, no,
1: no salt, no pepper. Oh no, 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 brown no. I do. Sugar, I do dude. all that.
0: I, I, so I had the salt, okay. pepper, garlic powder, kosher, kosher salt. Okay. Pepper, garlic powder, thyme leaves. Yeah, or rosemary, something like that. And right. then, um, and then barbecue sauce. There you go. Um. For this one. And so that was good. That paid off. Normally I just got these like each week for me. And then sometimes I'll do another batch for like, if we're having it for dinner, I'll do the chicken drumsticks. And so I'll like melt butter and like brush yeah. it on those. There and you it's go. Basically the same stuff, you know, salt, pepper. Now you just do it in the oven.
1: Yeah, just for the for the pork loin, I would do in the oven personally. They're in the oven. I mean, I, if, if I'll, you know, I, I'd do it on a smoker. I'd do it on the oven. Either one. I'm
0: not that fancy. I just have the oven. But at the end of it, like for the drumsticks, at the end of that, I'll broil it for like two minutes. Yeah, no, bingo. There crisp you it go. up,
1: Get a nice crust on it. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah. So
0: I, I'll either just eat them like with my hands, with like for lunch, or like I'll cut the meat off of them and put them in a salad.
1: There you go, baby. I'll eat there that. Uh, I'll
0: eat that crispy skin like a chip.
1: Oh hell yeah! Yeah, so good. I know exactly where you're talking about. Well, I was
0: watching a lot of uh, okay, Michael, to, uh, to transition it back into into streaming content and stuff. You should watch Meat Eater. Have you seen that before?
1: No, I've never heard of it. You've got
0: you've got Netflix, right? Oh yeah. I don't. Hunt. I'm not a hunter. Uh, I, just, no, I just I just did
1: never. I've never actually either. been hunting. Yeah, I've either. never been hunting.
0: But this is Alabama. A lot of my friends are hunters. A lot of their dads are hunters. Uh, there's a lot of hunting in the South, especially. There's a lot of hunting all over the world, but it's a whole uh, lifestyle brand basically now, but meat eater has a show that it's been on for like 10 or 11 seasons. The past few seasons have been produced by Netflix. So they the, lot of the show is on Netflix and it's, a, okay. it's kind of like a hunting show, but at the end of it, there's always cooking and sometimes they're just cooking out there okay. in the field. One right of them on. is all about cooking. And so, you know, but it's just, that's the best part. Like they'll go hunting for like, uh, like they'll go hunting in Alaska for moose. No shit. They'll shoot the moose. So then they'll show them like cutting it up and quartering it.
1: Do you know how big an actual moose is? They're so big. It's like the size it's, of a handicapped bus. It's unreal. I mean, like, like you'll you'll see them sitting so next to big.
0: it after they've fought after they felled it.
1: Yeah. And you're just like, you
0: can't believe how big that thing is. And so no. then they'll chop it up, they'll pull like its leg off. And you're like, that's uh. like, that's like bigger than one of my kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like, and, and it's like, how do they even get that out of there? They'll put on this, like this tiny plane, but then they'll like, they'll, they'll cook some of it right there. And like, I'm just like, it's always, it always makes me so hungry. So like, especially for you, like since you cook so much, I think you'll really enjoy it.
1: No, no. I love, I love it, man.
0: Let's talk All about right. some stuff. Okay. So did you, did you watch werewolf by night? Nope. Okay. That's another, it's a special presentation by, by Marvel. Um, it's, I, 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 I really don't have much to say about it. I just wondered if you'd seen it or not, but, um, it was pretty, it was a lot of people were saying it was, it was good. It was directed by Michael Giacchino. It's, it's more of like a, it's more of like an homage to the, the older horror films. Okay. It's black and white. It's like 52 minutes long or something. Um, a lot of stuff is practical. Um, and it's just a quick and a quick story. It's just the one thing.
1: He didn't just do the music. He directed, he directed the actors. It. Yeah. Wow. Yeah.
0: And after watching this, he should direct more stuff.
1: No shit. Yeah.
0: I don't have much to say. I can't like break it down. There's not much for me to like go into, but. But it it's just, just like, a one-off. It's just a it's one-off. Just one off. It's a special presentation. Okay. So, that's that's that maybe that character will show up in something else, but like, well,
1: no, it's cool. It's cool. When you think of a composer coming in to direct actors and, and to be able to direct the, the Mm post-production knowing who he's working with as a composer and knowing who he's working with as a sound team and knowing who he's working with as a film editing team to come in there and actually direct a live action picture. I mean, that's, uh, pff, shit i don't know of anything that michael's done um other than music i mean that's that's super cool bro
0: yeah it was good i mean like a lot of it is just really well concealed practical effects or and really minimal you know there's like a there's a character there's some there's a comic book character called man thing that's in it and so man thing okay. is cg but like not all the time and not all elements of him
1: for him to now be directing people and directing an entire picture. That is really exciting. It's and it's cool. a huge, it's a huge turn on to me as a sound nerd. You yeah. know what I mean?
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's always cool to see people leap out of one thing they're known for and then like start doing other stuff. I mean, you mentioned John Favreau, like, you know, there was a time where he was just Dude. thought of as a writer or an actor and then he starts directing stuff and then you <laughs> know, he's so integral to Lucasfilm
1: you know? John John Favreau please come to DFW and let's have drinks please because that guy is so amazing and he has done so much and he has played so many different roles in the film industry yeah. all the way from being Tony Stark's butler mm-hmm. to directing you know live action remakes for Disney I mean and and then to to doing Self-directed, self-written, self-starred films like Chef, mm-hmm. you know, with his, yeah. you know, I mean, he, he's unbelievable. John Favreau is uh he's an idol. He's an idol, bro. Yeah. you know, for for wearing so many different hats in the role of Hollywood. I'm I'm troubled by his by the Lion King
0: and uh Some things I'm that was that
1: was so long ago. I'm gonna
0: write that off. No, it was recent, but it but 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 it was I'm gonna write that off as he was very enticed by the easy paycheck and the opportunity to explore the technology because that's clearly what he was in it for. That's why he did Jungle Book, that's what he's most interested in with The Mandalorian. Like, he's very interested in pushing the medium forward, which is what makes him an artist. It's just I wish we didn't have to make Lion King to do it like it's it's, I, it's, it's one of those things I where agree. like if i i agree i' always I'm always gonna hold that against him, but I understand that that probably wasn't the sell for him,
1: however, you look at the movie like chef, yeah, you know, where he was in there, he was in the yeah. food truck, he was cooking, and then he came out with the whole Netflix series of him actually out there interviewing. Yeah. chefs and learning how to trade that craft. I mean, I feel like, yes, he may have done it for a check, but I think he was also doing it for the art. You know,
0: I can tell for the most part, like he's just, he's an interesting voice that, that I like being out there doing stuff. And, and and he's unlike other people who are also out there doing stuff.
1: Oh, absolutely. All right. I want to get into it. It's spooky season.
0: Well, you mentioned Hocus Pocus we actually, I just, I just saw that the second one. So my daughter has been doing this thing lately where she'll, she'll like schedule these movie nights for us.
1: That so is adorable. She, How it, old is she?
0: She's uh eight.
1: That's, I love it. So I can't believe that she's eight. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah.
0: So she had already seen the movie and it was like, okay, look, we should watch it. Like I'll show this at a movie night. So, so we watched it. Um, you know as a family um and so I, I i you know i put it on letterbox i did this whole thing and so you know i i i did do a disclaimer like look i i had like three glasses of wine while i watched the movie I and am. but i but i i i enjoyed this one far more than the original
1: oh hands down
0: i think the original is i don't understand why people like it i think it's garbage <laughs> I do too. It's it's. I don't. I don't think it's a good movie. I, I don't. I I don't understand the appeal other than simply liking the way the characters look. This movie is simply fun, um, and I guess it helps when you make something new and fresh with modern sensibilities. It, it just helps. It helps with the jokes. It helps with character stuff. It just it just helps. It just it's always like an inherent. Like, oh, this is interesting to watch type of thing where you have a long-awaited sequel like this where you go, okay, like what can we do with the Sanderson sisters in 2022? What was
1: it? 30, 30 years. 29 years. years, Yeah. 29 years. And,
0: you know, so what makes it fun and worth watching, especially if you do like the first one is obviously going to be the three lead actresses um, are still very fun in their roles. They're obviously delightful. A lot of people worship Bette Midler. Um, I don't know her work really off the top of my head other than these movies, but Bette Midler is fantastic Um, as Winifred. Um, uh, Kathy Najimy, I've always thought she was like a genius. (laughs) She's just, she's great um, and still great in this role. And um, even Sarah Jessica Parker is still funny. I, I always thought that character was kind of poorly written. Like it's a, it's a, it's it's a gimmick, but like, it's one of those that's just really hard to, like she's, she's not really a character. The Sarah Sanderson's not really a character. She's just kind of a punchline. And I, I suppose I wish they'd develop that a little bit more because Sarah Jessica Parker, I don't know what people say of her abilities as an actress, but she can do more than just like spit out jokes and be a dumb dumb. She's wearing a lot of makeup in this. Like, she's, oh, she's, uh, she's,
1: thank you. Thank yeah. you for saying this one. My, have my, to my say. wife was like, you know, yeah, all the, the other the- two look
0: relatively the same, but they've really had to pile on stuff for Sarah Jessica Parker because she's, she's just aged the most visibly.
1: When it comes when it when it comes to Hocus Pocus two, I enjoyed it. My wife enjoyed it. We mm. had a good time. We uh, I, I'm pretty sure we did like beef stew or something that night, and mm. it was raining. And we had all the windows open, and you know it's all it's all about creating that environment yes, for whatever it is you you want to watch. You know, yeah. my lovely wife wanted to watch it, so we did. Yeah, and it was good. It was fun. We had a good time, and then. I think out a Hocus Pocus 2, I think there were only two musical numbers. It was Maybe. one at the beginning, and it was the other one on the stage at the county fair or the yeah. freak show or whatever it, whatever the you know the haunted circus it, 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 or whatever yeah, it was. It was like a it was a costume contest f- yeah, for the yeah, Sanderson you know. sisters. Yeah, yeah, that they lost. They, they lost. <laughs> they didn't even win. It was like John Lennon. You know? Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, yeah. All in all, it was it was a good film. I mean, it was a good time, man. It's a good family film. Mm-hmm. I don't have I don't have a bunch of hate for that film. I really no, don't.
0: I I like I said, if if anyone's listening and they 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 love the first movie, you know, it's like well then you'll love the second movie. Like it's oh absolutely, it's, it's absolutely. just pure fun. It's just a fun movie, and they do a few things, and it's just it's fun. So, yeah. you know, if you didn't like the first movie, I I'd give this one a chance because I mean, look, I wasn't, look, <laughs> I say that I wasn't going to give it a chance, but then when my children wanted to watch it, so I had to watch well, it.
1: I would still rate it a 10 out of 10. I really would. It, I mean, it, it did it, what it's supposed to do. And yeah, if you're watching absolutely. it you're watching
0: on Disney plus, you didn't have to pay a ticket for it. It came to you. And it's it's Halloween. We'll go watch *Hocus Pocus* too.
1: It's, you it's, should definitely you know. check it out.
0: All right. The other thing I watched. So you mentioned this earlier. I did watch *Halloween Ends*. There you go. So I did not watch the 2018 *Halloween*. I did not watch *Halloween Kills*, but I did watch *Halloween Ends*. I'm not. A f- I'm. I'm. I'm not. I i am i am not i do not follow the Halloween franchise. I've seen the original John Carpenter film, and I have seen this. I have not watched anything else. Um. Number one, I didn't grow up watching horror, so I never, like, was aware of Michael Myers. Um, And from what I understand of the history of these films, it's super-duper messy and contradictory and, for the most part, silly. What I was essentially told was, if you were to watch the franchise, you watch the original, and then you watch 2018, and... Kills and ends, and you don't watch anything else. If you want to actually follow any sort of arc for this franchise, but y- <laughs> have you seen them all? All of them. <laughs>
1: Hi, my name is Michael Grayson. Thanks for listening to the Hoopercast.
0: What was it like what was it like eleven movies or something? I watched this movie after watching a review on red letter media about why they surprisingly did not hate it. Cause they hated, I know they hated kills. I think they thought 2018 Halloween was interesting. I think a lot of people didn't like kills and a lot of people don't like Halloween ends because Michael Myers is not in it very much. And those oh, guys, he's in it. those guys, right. He's in it more than, than people are making it out to be.
1: Halloween came out in 1978, mm-hmm. directed by John Carpenter. And yep. keep in mind, composer. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He did, he did all the music for yeah. it and everything. And that was where we were introduced to Jamie Lee Curtis, right? Yep. yep. We had Halloween two and 81. We had Halloween three and 82, Halloween four and eighty. 88, mm-hmm. six years later, we had a Halloween 5 in 89, and then we had a Halloween The Curse of Michael Myers in 95, which was six years later. Mm-hmm. Then we had Halloween Resurrection. Um, no, I'm sorry, we had Halloween H20, H20, yeah, yeah, H20 in 98, Halloween Resurrection in 02. Then we had Halloween in 07, which was Ron Zombie, and he did Halloween two as well in 09. Now, David Gordon Dream, David Gordon Green and Danny, Danny McBride, McBride. Yeah. Yeah. They did the following three films. Halloween in 18, Halloween kills in 21, and Halloween ends in 2022. Yeah. Now, those are the three that I'm going to be talking about. Mm -hmm. Now, Halloween starts out with investigative journalists from Europe, Mm -hmm. wherever you want to call it, the UK, London, Scotland, whatever the hell it was, they show up and they want to meet with Michael Myers. Yeah. They want to talk to him. And then they go and they want to meet Jamie Lee Curtis.
0: Right. She's, she's, they have decided her character is like, like, she's become like a survivalist. Type, she has like a fortress esque house in the Doomsday woods. Doomsday
1: prepper. Yeah. Yeah.
0: She's, she's big into firearms because she has PTSD from
1: absolutely PTSD all the way from 78. Right. You know, right. And so that's, you know, her
0: whole, that's where she's
1: at. Absolutely. And, and, you know, she's, she's uh, excommunicated her family, yeah. her granddaughter, everybody. Yeah. And the first film is about, Her trying to create the relationship with her daughter and her granddaughter, Jamie Lee Curtis, that is, trying to recreate these relationships. The second film goes into actually, well, in the first film, Michael Myers is in a bus. Yeah. And, you know, finds a release yeah, he, from the captivity. He escapes. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, they said that the 2018 retcons all the sequels. Like it's meant to be a direct sequel to the 78 original.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So the second film, Michael Myers, long story short, mm-hmm. um Jamie Lee Curtis has no relationship with her daughter or her granddaughter. Yeah. The second film. Michael Myers long story short ends up at Jamie Lee Curtis's compound Mm -hmm. and they think they kill him. Yeah. The second film, they realize they didn't kill him. So then the whole town goes haywire and creates anarchy As the whole town is out there to kill Michael Myers,
0: yeah. The the, the Halloween Kills is is supposed to be about
1: mob mentality and absolutely. That's exactly. It was a purge mentality. Yeah, yeah. And they're out looking for Michael Myers. They find him and they try to kill him. Yeah. And they stab him. They shoot him. They slit his throat. They do everything that it is gore on gore on gore, dude. They don't kill him. Right. That's why there's a third one. Yeah. So Now, in the th- spoiler in the- alert. Yes. If you have not seen Halloween Ends, turn off the podcast right now.
0: Well, tell people, would you recommend people see it if they liked the
1: other Absolutely. Ones? Okay, okay, cool. If you're watching, if it's, you're watching it's the Peacock three- and It's, on, it's in theaters and it's on Peacock. Absolutely. It's on Peacock. If yeah. you are watching the three series franchise, continue to listen. If you have yeah. not seen Halloween Ends, Pause it for the next 10 minutes. Yeah. Halloween ends is weird. Okay. Because they introduce a new character that Jamie Lee Curtis's granddaughter falls in love with a young man. Yeah. And, you know, they're both outcasts. From yeah. the city, he's
0: he's you know? the town. He's he. So she obviously, everyone knows her grandmother's history and her like. Because at the end of Halloween, kills like Michael Myers kills her mom. Yeah. So like, yeah. They, Judy
1: Greer so, is killed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So
0: the grandma, so the granddaughter, um, the granddaughter and 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 Laurie have obviously like a history with Michael Myers, and so the town, the town yeah. hates Laurie because they think that they they say that you you provoked him like half of what's gone on in, um, and keep in mind, this has been four years.
1: It's been four years from him disappearing from the second film to the third film.
0: Haddonfield. That's what it is. And yeah, Haddonfield. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of stuff with what's happened. in Haddonfield is your fault, Lori, like because of your, but like they try, I don't know if they do this in the other two films, but like they really go thematic with Halloween ends where they are like, look, Haddonfield is just one of those places that kind of is a resting place for evil. Like, even yeah. when Michael's gone, there's like this pall that's been cast over the town. Like, people are committing suicide all over. Like, there's people, like, there's just, it's just a seedy place, even without Michael directly present, killing people. Like, there's still, it's just still like a dreadful and kind of evil place. Absolutely. And, and the, the 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 film is making a big statement about a and, and a really well done allegory, I think. Like I think the screenplay is really strong oh, for it's this killing. for this movie because they're 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 basically making a statement. You can see it from the very beginning. And a lot of this is pointed out in the red letter media video I watched, which is ultimately why I wanted to check it out. From the beginning of the movie where the pumpkins are just coming out of each other, it's making a statement about the constantly shifting face
1: of evil. And the, That's all the way it, back and, to the intro, man. Yeah. That's all the way back to the intro credits. And at the
0: very end of the film, Laurie even says like evil never really die. And which is yeah. a little bit of a, you know, the, 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 the previous film, the, the whole mob is like evil dies tonight. Evil dies tonight. They don't kill Michael. And because and you haven't and, seen it, I haven't seen it. I've seen a breakdown. That's amazing. There's a lot of things in it that I feel like I would hate that I have been, that have been explained to me. <laughs> but but the thing is, but I haven't seen the movie itself, but, okay. but, but they correctly, whether they course corrected or I don't think they did, cause this was made very soon after that, you know, they ultimately decide that like the, the creators ultimately decide, like the reason mob mentality doesn't work for something like the nature of evil is because evil doesn't, you know, and Lori says it like evil doesn't really die. It changes forms, which is, you know, a platitude, But it is like, you know, when you're talking about a subject such as evil, that is, I think that feels true to life where, you know, there's, if there's, if there's not one specific injustice or evil in the world, there's another kind like it. And, and, you know, with Michael Myers, like it's hard to just rid yourself of, of that kind of evil. And even Laurie acknowledges like, yeah, Michael Myers is gone, but like, it's not like there's no more evil in the world. And throughout the film, they're showing you like through this character,
1: Corey of, who is lost? You know, who is looking for a reason to live? He's
0: the main antagonist in the movie. That you don't even well, really. The, the 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 nature of evil is the antagonist, but it's played out largely through Corey in the film and not Michael as much, because Michael is at this point an old man, but he's also severely injured. Well,
1: and Corey is looking for
0: a mentor. Yeah, he's looking for a mentor. Michael's severely injured from the previous couple of films, so he is severely, you know, weak
1: at the beginning of the movie. Well, I and mean, like he, I said, spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Spoiler. Yeah, yeah. oh, no, yeah. I mean, Michael, Michael is living in the damn sewer but if at you this notice, point.
0: The more people he kills throughout the film the stronger he gets.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Just like every other film, like he starts yeah. moving
0: faster. He can, he can pick up, he can lift heavier things. And it's almost like they're saying like, Michael is the embodiment of evil. The more evil he commits, the stronger he gets. And he's able to spread that and infect other people with that evil, such that the more time Corey spends with him, the worst Corey gets his, 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 his cut on his hand, getting more and more mm-hmm. infected, you know, yep. a, a narrative device to explain the creeping, um the decay of his soul. You know, all Damn, of that is just very, very, very strong narratively. And people, a lot of people were mad that the film was not more of Michael killing people. And are you
1: serious? People, were, people mad? were mad
0: that the movie wasn't just more straight up Michael killing people because and they I, I saw
1: think, Halloween ends, and or th- Halloween kills and and you you really need to you really pro- need to go I'll look probably at the go last check them out. The only reason you I didn't... really need to go look at the last third act of yeah. Halloween kills okay yeah see I, I I couldn't
0: get to the other two fast enough before we did this podcast see
1: I I got the luxury to bend it on you know to binge it on a a Sunday with a pot roast you nice. know what I mean? <laughs> windows open rainy day you know all that kind of stuff Man. and well, hey, I don't, I don't have four little rugrats like you do, big dog. Yeah, I know. Well, I know. hey, you're you're luckier than I am. I I'll pro- tell you that I'll, much. I was probably eating chicken nuggets or something. In <laughs> <laughs> some <laughs> dinosaur shapes with mac and cheese. I
0: literally have dinosaur nuggets. In watching Gore the Explorer. <laughs> yeah. Watching, watching Coco Melon and some shit from England called Little Baby Bum. That's what interested me about these recent films. It was like, wow, you know they they're retconning all the sequels so they're trying to get the continuity kind of simplified and these two who are mainly known for comedy you know David Gordon Green directed Pineapple Express, I believe. Oh, yeah, and absolutely. Like, and then,
1: absolutely. Uh, and uh, and David, Dave Gore Green was involved in This Is The End. And, yeah, you know, yeah. and even, even then, even in Pineapple Express, Danny McBride played an unlikable character. Yeah. He played an unlikable character in yeah. This Is The End. He played an unlikable character in Eastbound and Down. Yeah. he He's played so many unlikable characters. The, um, right. Yet alone, he's a, you know what? his wallet proves he's a genius. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's,
0: he's one of those people I think is worth watching. And, and because the fact that him being so like for them to say, we have a take on the Halloween franchise and for them to narratively kind of pull off this film, it's like, well, you know, that's interesting to me for, for people primarily known for comedy to be like, we're going to not only make a horror film, we're going to make a horror film with deep theme and, and have lead, it, have it not only be at least for me, like I get, and again, like I've, I've seen so little of the franchise, maybe I'm the wrong person. Well, to ask, let alone but,
1: for them to go into it, knowing that this is going to be a trilogy yeah. and we're going to bring back the original cast. We're going to bring right. back Jamie Lee Curtis. We're going to bring back yeah. everybody. You know I mean? We're to use John Carpenter's music. I yeah. mean, that alone was huge, well, dude. And,
0: and, and so I was saying before how a lot of people were mad that it wasn't more slashery. And I was like, you know,
1: Oh, it was plenty slashery. Was, Fuck you. Who was, said it wasn't, yeah,
0: it was plenty slashery. And also I think that they talk about, you know, studio horror versus elevated horror, you know? So I don't, really want to get into that comparison because I'm not sure what that even means to to some people, but I will say that the nature of certain kinds of stories, like I, I like horror for the potential for dramatic storytelling because horror is obviously not afraid to show you horrible things, horrible human tragedy, not just scary monsters, scary demons, but we're going to like take you through the dread of what a miscarriage might be like for a married couple where it's just like, we're going to explore human drama. That's not candy coated for Oscar season, like horror acted like, like for example, just to briefly a brief aside, Tony Collette should have gotten an, an Academy Award nomination for hereditary because she didn't just play a character in a horror film. She played like a messed up, Human being going through trauma, and she played it completely honestly.
1: I love you so much, and I wholeheartedly disagree w- with Tony Collette. Oh, absolutely! <sighs> I love you so much, and I wholeheartedly oh, no. disagree. Okay, and let me tell you why because I'm crazy, dude, oh. and I love. I love horror films. I mean, that's my mm-hmm. genre. I mean, the, the the horror films, I mean, that's that's what I love to watch. I mean, that's my genre. And, you know, I'll tell you, there there are a couple of films that I've seen that I've really really wanted to terrorize me, that I've really really wanted to scare me. Mm-hmm. And for example, before you and I even got on this show tonight, I watched Barbarian. Justin Long's new mm-hmm. film, yeah, and all I've heard reviews from was it was the most effed up film I've seen. It was the most disturbing film I've ever seen. It was the nastiest, grossest, you know, most disturbing. I don't understand. There, there, there are a couple of mess up films I've seen. Number one is Ari Aster's Midsummer. Yeah. Hands down, I love ben hands Summer. down. That is one of the most messed up films I've seen. Number two is The Lodge. Have you seen The Lodge? No,
0: I'm I'm too afraid to watch The Lodge.
1: Yeah, you should be because <laughs> it's horrifying. Yeah. Now the problem I have with Hereditary, and keep in mind, Hereditary is a close third to mm-hmm. me. Okay, but Tony Collette plays a screaming bitch.
0: Do you think that overall, though, like that, that, that actors get overlooked for horror? Oh, absolutely. Do you think horror is a genre? Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Horror seems to get overlooked except for like sound design. If I had it, my, oh my God, especially sound design, like especially sound design, because I look at movies like, you know, like like I said earlier, you know, I've watched the uh, insidious series Mm -hmm. the halloween series the conjuring series we watched the haunting in connecticut we watched the haunting in connecticut too um you know it's it's october it's it's time for horror films yeah and bro if i could have been a sound designer on any one of the conjuring series i don't understand why they're not competing with films like inception yeah I really don't understand why they're not being taken seriously by the academy
0: just to get a baseline I guess um Michael what's your favorite horror film what's like a go-to you might throw out just to be like just to give people a sense of your
1: oh right now as of as of last night Mm -hmm. the conjuring three the devil made me do it okay I mean my god I've only seen that film twice Mm -hmm. but the production aspect the performance aspect, the sound design aspect, the cinematography aspect, it's a, it's a special on HBO max. You got to have HBO max and watch it. Yeah. But the conjuring three, the devil made me do it, um, with Patrick Wilson and Veronica v- Vera Farmiga. F- yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Unbelievable unbelievable dude. i usually
0: tell people like when they ask me like what horror do i like like i really liked i, I really liked the Baba Duck.
1: oh yeah that oh. was great i love all of mike flanagan but it didn't get a big enough release to right. make an impact right
0: and like i i liked i really like in general like mike flanagan's stuff like, yeah i liked oculus a lot mike flanagan did like midnight mass which i really loved so oculus was probably the earliest thing he did did dr
1: Sleep. he did gerald's game
0: there's a there's a subtlety to horror that i appreciate because on a technical level horror is very hard to get right it's all about timing it's all about technical mastery it's all about those slow dollies and 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 confident editing sound design is so important um just timing is critical. It's so like every aspect of filmmaking has to be top notch to make horror good.
1: Well, it's unbelievable to think of a guy like James Wan. Yeah. Who ended up doing fast and furious. Yeah. Who ended up doing the conjuring. Yeah. I mean, you know, that guy has such a range, you know?
0: Yeah. But in general, like the stuff that a 24 does put out tends to be my speed where it's like, dude, a
1: 24 is, is my favorite. This is
0: sufficiently creepy. But like we're, I feel like horror as a genre in general has evolved past like jump scares and like
1: nonsensically scary things. That was where I was. That's where I was gonna go with the haunting in Connecticut. The haunting in Connecticut too. They, you know, they took horror as to a jump scare sequence, which made it successful. You know. Uh, haunting in Connecticut where the boy has cancer. They rent the house in Connecticut next to the hospital. Yada, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. Jump scare, jump scare, jump scare, jump scare. Haunting in Connecticut too. I couldn't even finish because it took place in Georgia. It was rated so poorly. I didn't know what to do with it. I mean, I couldn't Kelsey and I didn't even finish it. Kelsey and I didn't even finish the haunting in Connecticut too, Mm -hmm. but I will tell you this. If you listeners are a fan of The Conjuring Universe, I do suggest you watch it in The Conjuring Universe timeline, Mm -hmm. which starts with The Nun. The Conjuring Universe, I'm going to read it out to you Mm -hmm. um, because my wife and I just did this and it was awesome. Satisfying. So the Conjuring universe in chronological order. You guys just need to Google it, and you will you will see what I'm talking about. But you need to start with the Nun from 2018. It was unbelievably scary. Um, and and ninety nine ninety percent of these films are on HBO Max.
0: Right. Right. So you
1: you got to start with the Nun. The next one you got to go to is Annabelle of 2014, Mm -hmm. where you're introduced to Ed and Lorraine Warren. No, I'm sorry. You're going to watch a Nun. You're going to watch Annabelle Creation. Then you're going to watch Annabelle. Then you're going to watch a Conjuring. Then Annabelle Comes Home. Then you're going to watch The Curse of La Llorona. And then you're going to watch The Conjuring 2 and then you're going to watch The Conjuring 3. And that is the way we did it. Do so
0: you watch so how many films is that total to watch in that order?
1: Well, we watched Insidious 1 through 3, we watched The Conjuring 1 through 3, we watched Annabelle 1 through 3, and then we added The Nun, mm-hmm. and The Curse of La Llorona. So that's 11. Yeah, yeah, I didn't do the math. <laughs> yeah, it's eleven.
0: That's like about as many Halloween films as there are, basically.
1: Yeah, I mean, man, I I love the horror genre and horror.
0: Yeah, like it's kind of like I was saying with Halloween ends. Like to me, like it's all about like on a on a filmmaking level. Like it's all about. Precision timing with every aspect of filmmaking, and then story-wise, it's like it needs to be saying something more than just bad thing makes scary.
1: That's it the biggest to, problem. It I has have to be the film I watched tonight, mm-hmm. Barbarian. Barbarian is Justin Long's newest film. Mm-hmm. Now, keep in mind, Justin Long has been involved with Kevin Smith all the way back from Tusk. Mm-hmm. Okay. and Tusk was a great horror film Justin Long was involved in oh shit what was it called the one with the little wiener Nazis <laughs> um, <laughs> it was horrible it was Johnny Depp's daughter and Kevin oh, Smith's daughter
0: the yoga, yoga hosers yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah it was horrible yeah I heard it was bad and Justin Long played a uh, yoga instructor for that one. Great. And Justin Long just did this new film called Barbarian. Mm-hmm. And you've seen the social media clips about how Barbarian was so scary. And it was blah, 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 blah. And man, I watch it. I don't know if I've been desensitized. Yeah. It was trash. It was not good. <laughs> it was not good. The horror genre is definitely my genre.
0: I mean, there's a couple of things I'm like, I, I have it written. I say I'm writing. I haven't written in months got, on these projects because I'm doing I, something else. But I, I totally have, I, I have I, a couple I, of things I am doing that are in the horror genre because of, I, like I said, I, I respect their dramatic, pretense, the dramatic potential of horror. You know, it's definitely an outlet for certain kinds of storytelling that you just can't put into another genre.
1: What is the horror movie that messed you up? Like, what is that horror movie that stuck with you? Like not your favorite horror film, not the one that you remember the most, not Mm. the one that you thought about the most. What is the horror film that messed you up? And it, and, and it can be a documentary. I mean, hell, I watched a documentary about the, the girls about the uh, the thin man, the slender man. Yes, the slender man. Yeah. I mean that oh, messed me. That terrified me. Up. me. That oh was my terrifying. god, dude! I mean, it could be it could be anything that just yeah. totally stuck with you, resonated with you. Yeah, that, I mean that was a
0: big one for me. That who, was one of those where I was like, oh, that man. one
1: was dark. Yeah,
0: I mean, sinister. What about
1: Bla- Blair Witch or The Ring? Or I
0: saw The Ring only recently, for like the first time. Um,
1: did you watch the English version or the Japanese version or, or I watched is, was it the Japanese the, or Chinese? I'm sorry. Japanese. It was Japanese.
0: No, I watched the American ring. Um, I saw I mean this was, I mean, I was an adult, but I mean Sinister Sinister oh, was a good one.
1: Don't get me started about Sinister. Sinister is one of the most fucked up movies I've ever seen. Yeah, Sinister, Sinister's messed no, up for sure. No, Sinister's yeah. screwed up, dude. Yeah. That's a really good choice. Yeah. Sinister's got some heat on it. Yeah. I want to say The Lodge is probably the one that made me lose mm-hmm. the most sleep recently.
0: There's a one called Lake Mungo. I've heard is very, is
1: is is one of those. Have you heard the rumors on the internet about a film called Terrifier 2? No. I tried to watch Terrifier but I turned it off after 20 minutes cuz it was a horribly made film. Oh. But apparently Terrifier 2 is so gross that it's making viewers vomit, pass out. And, See, you I, know, can't. I can't. All the hype, all the hype, yeah. you know? Does but it, it is spooky me- season. It is spooky season. I know, but like
0: I don't
1: I don't need that. I don't need I don't need no I don't want to watch I don't want to watch snuff films I I don't don't want to watch watch, snuff films I I
0: mean I don't mind things making me uncomfortable but I don't need a movie like affecting my sleep for the next month no no. you know or making me throw up
1: (laughs) I do love movies about the good versus evil shit in film yeah I love that, bro. Well, and
0: it's and it's it, it, film is is ripe for telling stories like that, where you can you can go you can kind of go out there with with those sort of sort of of elements the the you know religious and spiritual elements because you can you can play with you know supernaturalism in a way that resonates with people as absolutely as something the that's story. totally real and and it gives stakes to a belief system. Okay, so do you think they're going to make another Halloween film? By the way.
1: No, I don't think so, don't because think if you saw the ending of yeah. Halloween ends but, and how they desecrated but, the but body. because of the
0: nature of evil, it could always, someone could always take up the mantle. Like, I'm, it's more, I ask more out of cynicism towards the, the, the studio than I do of, would the story work?
1: Here's my question. If somebody was going to take up the mantle, mm-hmm. what happened in that four year gap?
0: I don't know. I hope they don't make more, because um, I thought that it was a pretty a pretty solid ending, and and you know, like I said, some people didn't like that it was didn't go far enough into the genre, but I think that it said, look, not all horror films have to be about cutting people up. We're we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna take a person who does that, but we're gonna make it count. Like we're gonna make it happen for a reason and mean something, yeah. and and say something. So, and I think that's great.
1: Well, anyway, I'm sorry I went off the rails oh, no, about dude. all my horror films. No. No, you're fine. You're fine. Well, to all of our listeners, if you really 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 want to see something messed up, mm-hmm. The Lodge. Watch L- okay. The Lodge.
0: I do it at some point. I got it's it's one of those things where it's like I know no, I'm the circle you, the drain on yeah, it, but Look, I, I love
1: you, brother. You don't need to watch that film.
0: Okay, I won't.
1: You don't need to watch that film. All right. But to our listeners who are looking for something scary, are looking for something to mm-hmm. mix it up, that's the film for you. Boy, I don't but know. you, brother, you, you don't need to mess with that film. Uh, have you released me? You, you don't. I love you. All All right. You don't need to mess with that film. <sighs> okay, I won't. <laughs> I will not. <laughs> All right, Michael. Cheers. We'll do it again. Cheers.